welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Payne. And I'm your other host, Michelle Jane. How are you, Jess? All good, thank you. All good in the hood. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thanks. £350 lighter this week. I had to take my puppy to the vets because he swallowed the sock. Oh, oh my God. What did they have to do? Make him sick. So basically, the Oh, the most annoying thing is he originally ate it like four days previous, so he swallowed it. So what he does when he gets a sock, he rolls it, he's quite clever, rolls it up in his mouth right in the back so you can't get it. Then oh. he obviously swallowed it. I don't think he actually meant to because he likes to chew it because he's got these, um, well, they're like fangs on the side. So what he does, yeah. he chews it on the side so he can eat it. And he rolls it up and I think he swallowed it by accident. Three days later... It come up, so he, he spewed it up. But then by the time, before we could pick it up, he, he actually swallowed it again. The you same sock. No. <laughs> so we thought we'd wait another three days, because he always just might bring it up again. So after the fourth day, I was like, mm, we haven't brought it up now, so I'll ring the vet. They were like, you need to bring him in now. So I brought him in, and they were like, um, they said he wouldn't have brought it up because it was too long, and it was too big to come out the other end. It was my trainer sock, so it wasn't like a big, yeah. still big for a puppy and um they had to keep him in for a couple of hours and made him sick thankfully because if they couldn't make him sick if they couldn't get him to bring it up it was after surgery no way oh god thank yeah god. so luckily he managed to bring it up but it cost me 350 quid just to make oh. him sick yeah so when i took my cat the other week for an emergency appointment when she was like not eating and stuff for 24 hours which is really bad for a cat. They're supposed to eat every 12 hours, otherwise it really affects their kidneys. Not that I research all of this, but I am a crazy <laughs> cat lady, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I took her to the emergency vets one night and she literally had blood tests. I think they put her on a little drip for a little bit while I was waiting in the car park as well and they were waiting for the results, but that cost me just under 500 pounds. That's crazy, isn't it? Literally for some blood tests, which all came back absolutely fine. <laughs> But most of that money was the scan. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He had to shave him, bless him. He had to shave his stomach to do a scan. But, um, yes. So, I have to keep socks away from him. <laughs> Definitely keep your socks away from him. Otherwise, you're going to be losing money really fast. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, God. Um, Any news with you? Are you training? Training, I've, I haven't been to the gym much this week, I've got to be honest. Um, I don't know why, I've just been busy. I also, my knee was playing up. I lost my mojo a little bit, but I'm going back today, starting a new programme and I'm just going to focus on it and get it done. And I'm excited because I feel really gross. I've just been so busy this week. I don't know what's happened and just haven't felt like it couldn't be bothered just had one of those weeks you know where like just um we had the long weekend and I had a wedding and stuff to go to which was really nice actually it's my client's wedding it's lovely so yeah I've just been a bit rubbish to be honest on all fronts this week apart from work so even though today is Friday I'm gonna start today I'm not waiting until Monday I'm doing it today so that my weekend is productive and fresh and active and I get to Monday feeling good rather than feeling even worse. Than oh, nice. And CrossFit's going good for you? Yeah, I love it. So 
I was just talking to you just now, so I made the error of going four days in a row. <laughs> and after the second session, I was I was killing. I could have done with a rest day, but I'd already signed up for Tuesday and Wednesday, and I felt that I couldn't cancel. I could have. I got the app. You couldn't just cancel your session, but because I put my name down for it, I felt that I couldn't cancel. But so it came to Thursday, and I said I'd go with my friend on Thursday, and I would just message her, and I was like, I physically can't. <laughs> I need to listen to my body, my body telling me to rest. Um, yeah, I like it. So I started an eight-week program Wednesday, so it's called Barbell Club, and it basically just teaches you the, the movements, um, which is really good. So, and I booked a one-to-one session on tomorrow. Tomorrow I've got a one-to-one session. So just to go through, because I'm really struggling because bodybuilding and CrossFit is so different. We were talking about this just now. So with bodybuilding, you know, you've got to keep your, you know, your back straight, no swinging, um, controlled movement. Whereas now somebody's telling me, right, you've got to swing your body, you've got to swing the weight up, you've got to bend your back. And I'm like, hmm in my mind it's telling me keep your back straight keep your body straight don't swing because I'm just so used to doing that kind of training so um yeah I'm looking forward to having a one-to-one session and it's, it's going to be hard to try and get it in my head to swing the weight whereas yeah. I've always been like don't swing keep your back straight so yeah, yeah. it's completely different but yeah I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying learning something new oh good I'm so glad and you know like we said it's going to take weeks if not months to to get into it because it's something completely different to what you've been conditioned to do in and and it is nerve-wracking like I did a, a CrossFit on ramp a good few years ago and yeah it is so nerve-wracking like doing something completely different and I'm just like really stiff because of that's the way I train I'm not like yeah mobile and flexible but that's obviously one of the big benefits of going to CrossFit isn't it, it just makes you so like athletic and fit as well um so yeah oh that's exciting I bet that course is going to be really good yeah and they've given you it is sort of like it's like a plan basically and then they're giving you like core work to do obviously because you need a really strong core to be able to lift really heavy and mobility you got to obviously with bodybuilders we're quite stiff in we were I am I'm not really not flexible anymore you know bodybuilders are quite stiff so um, it's giving me like mobility work to do. So it's making me do stuff that I should do that I never do. So yeah, yeah it's interesting. Oh, good. Amazing. Okay, so let's get into today's topic for the podcast. And today we're talking all about protein and protein powder in specific, in, in specifically, <laughs> protein powder specifically, I can't talk, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, obviously we get asked all the time about protein powder, um, should I be taking it, how much should I take, and all of these questions to do with protein, so today we're going to dive into all of that, and hopefully you will find it really useful, and come out the other side with a lot more knowledge on protein and when you should take it, why you should take it, what you should take and how much you should take. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to kick off with exactly what whey protein is. Um, the funny thing is that my mum used to think it was a steroid. And my brother started taking it when he got into bodybuilding. She was like, oh, have you seen Robert's taking steroids? I was like, it's protein powder, mum. <laughs> and then when I, when I started getting into training, I used to hide it upstairs and then go into the bathroom to fill like my protein shaker up and stuff um 
just because I didn't want my mum to see it, I didn't want her to think that I was taking drugs as well. Oh my god, that's so funny. I well, I grew up actually with my dad. My dad was a bodybuilder. Uh, he didn't like compete in shows, but you know, he trained like a bodybuilder and an underground gym. He was obsessed, always in the gym. So I was used to growing up with like massive. You remember the big like black tubs they would have, like yeah. like three kilos or something. They looked, <laughs> but like buckets of the stuff on top of the fridge and stuff. So yeah, I was used to that, which is kind of like where my interest came in bodybuilding and stuff. I used to go and train with him. Yeah, mine come from my brother. He was in the started taking protein powder, and that's how I started taking it. So, what 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 exactly is protein powder? So, protein, so whey, is found in dairy and is one of the two major high quality proteins found naturally in cow's milk. Now, whey protein comes from the cheese making process. Um, when special en- enzymes are added to the milk, it separates into curds, which are used to make cheese and liquid whey. So basically, it just comes from cheese. It comes from the cheese-making process. So it comes from, like, cow's milk. Um, so it's not a steroid. Um, it's not a steroid. It basically comes from the cheese-making process. Now, I just got a parcel delivered, so I'm going to leave you with Jess. Oh, okay. I just I did hear that knock then. <laughs> Michelle messaged me earlier and said, I've got three parcels being delivered during the time we're recording the podcast. So I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> so yeah, basically what Michelle has just said, it literally comes from the process of making cheese or yogurt. It's literally the remaining liquid that's left over. So all too often um, we have clients signing up and they say, you know, I'm I'm happy to increase my protein, but I don't want to be taking those supplements. And I think there's just a common misconception and you don't have to, but people, people just have this negative perception of what protein powder actually is. And it literally is just another form of food. It's like just going to the supermarket and buying yogurt. I think for whatever reason it's classed as a supplement just purely for tax purposes, to be completely honest um so to answer the question do you have to have it i've just alluded to it then you don't have to have use protein powder you really really don't have to take it if you can get enough protein out of your diet now there's so many ways in which you can get protein if you are a meat eater then you know meat fish dairy products all of that is where you're going to get a huge abundance of protein from your food if you're not a meat eater you're vegetarian or vegan for example then it is a little bit more difficult to get protein um sources in to your body because you know most of them are found in animal products but you can get them they're in lots of plant-based products lots and lots of food it's just usually you'll find that you have to increase the volume so you'll find protein in things like lentils beans quinoa um tofu temper seitan all of these different things um but like i said it's just about increasing the volume of that protein and in fact i've seen i saw a few months ago people arguing on facebook one of the myths about protein not not a myth but a lot of people argue there's more protein in broccoli than in steak well oh, I, I was just looking at that actually <laughs> you've got to have like 770 grams of broccoli to have the equivalent of 160 yeah. grams of steak i'm literally just looking at that 
Yeah, well, I've seen people literally arguing back and forth, back and forth on social media about it a good few months ago. And, you know, broccoli has nine grams of protein per 100 calories. Ribeye steak has seven grams of protein per 100 calories. So, yeah, obviously you can argue broccoli has got more protein per 100 calories than steak. But like Michelle just said, if you think about that practically, that means eating 770 grams of broccoli to get around 20 grams of protein versus 160 grams of ribeye steak to get the same amount. Of protein. So <laughs> I know which one I'd rather. Me too. And, you know, we're both meat eaters, so it is easier for us to get protein, you know, into our diet out of meat and dairy and i i like some of the the plant-based sources too don't get me wrong but if you are vegetarian or vegan then you are going to have to um potentially supplement as well because with vegetarians and vegans a lot of the a lot of the plant-based protein sources and they're not complete so protein is basically made up of amino acids that's the the chemical building blocks of protein and there's a whole br- a whole bunch of them and the essential amino acids if a product has all of those in it it's classed as a complete protein source those are what our body need but what we all find in a lot of the plant-based protein sources is they don't have all of these essential amino acids so therefore that's why you really need to make sure you're getting a good variety of different foods so that you can get and that's not to say on every single meal you have to do that, but you know, throughout the day and throughout the week, make sure your protein is coming from a vast variety of sources rather than just one. Except soy. Soy is actually a complete um, protein source. So if, you, for example, you're eating tofu or you're having a soy-based protein product, then that is going to be full of the complete amino acids. Fab. So. Sorry about that. I just had to go and get a parcel. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So what I was just, I just fit, like reiterated what you said basically about the liquid and then I just moved on to, do you have to have protein powder, which I haven't really finished covering that yet. I've just sort of gone off on one a little bit about um, <laughs> how you can get protein in. I've said you don't have to use protein powder as long as you get you're you're able to get protein in from all of the different foods yeah like i very really have it i have got loads in the cupboards um probably should check the dates to be honest but i only have it if i'm struggling to get my protein in that day which is very really um so yeah so just probably covered it so do you have to have protein powder in we do get asked this question so often yeah like i have clients message me going oh, I, you know, I want to build muscle I want to start weight training but I don't want to take protein powder or I don't like protein powder it's absolutely fine I got loads quite a few clients that don't like it they, you know they don't like shakes or they just yeah, don't like okay. the texture of protein powder um, and that's absolutely fine so like Jess said you can get it from food alone and usually like the the amount of protein so it's usually 30 grams per serving this is just a rough estimate. Um, and that's roughly about 110 to 115 calories. I would rather have that in like 0% Greek yogurt. I'd rather eat it rather than drink the yeah. protein. So, And I just don't struggle to get my protein in. So I very, really have it. Um, funny story, actually. Um, I actually, me and Jess was talking about this, that we both believed that we had to have protein powder after training within a certain window so mine i got told half an hour i don't know anabolic about you. window yeah, yeah anabolic minutes to an hour maximum 
<laughs> uh, I was told 30 minutes and at the time I lived in Ponypool and I trained in Newport so then when I moved to Ponypool I didn't want to change gyms originally so I used to travel to um, DW and sometimes to get home it was like rush hour and I would literally have anxiety panic that if I forgot my protein shake <laughs> I wouldn't get home in time and I missed the 30 minute window <laughs> so I'd always like make sure I have it with me and fill it up in the gym and have it as soon as I finish training, which is quite funny looking back actually. That is so funny. That is really, really funny. I literally used to do the same, but then obviously learned over time. But I'm the opposite to you. I absolutely love protein shakes, love protein powder. I have 25 to 30 gram scoop in my oats every single morning and I absolutely love it. Um, I'll sometimes have one, sometimes two shakes a day, but equally, you know, I get a lot of protein from, from my food as well, but I just like including it. But like you, I've got a lot of clients who don't like the texture. They don't like the taste that they just, they like, it makes them feel sick. I, I don't get that. There's some clear way isolates, but you don't have to have it, but I do find that a lot of clients benefit from it because they, a lot of people do struggle to get it out of their diet because they yeah, do not do tracking. So I guess what we're trying to say is you don't need to be afraid of it. Like if it is literally just a food, it's literally like buying yogurt or cheese from the supermarket because, and I said, Michelle, it's, it's basically classed as a supplement more so by the government just for tax yeah. on it, can't they? Um, yeah. So you don't need to worry about taking it. Like nothing major is going to happen. It's just a food source. So if you can just remember that in future. But, you know, as with the diet, like we just said, you don't have to eat yogurt to get your protein in. Therefore, you don't have to eat <laughs> uh, to drink or have whey protein to get your protein in. It's just purely if you can't get it into your diet. And it's just sometimes a low calorie, easy way excuse the pun <laughs> didn't do it's a low calorie easy way to get it into your diet basically if you are struggling and there's nothing wrong with having one to two scoops a day yeah and especially if you are vegetarian or vegan like i do recommend it to my vegetarian and vegans after looking at their um food diary and yeah. they're struggling to, to hit the minimums i've set them so um i do recommend it to clients who struggle especially the the clients who come to us and they start tracking and they're having like 30 to 40 grams yeah. of protein exactly so um should we talk about that now since we're um yeah we might as well cover that. we were going to do it in a different order but but yeah so we both find that people are just not eating anywhere near enough and this isn't just us you know this is common this is commonly known across the country and the world probably that the vast majority of people are not eating anywhere near enough protein as they should be eating so when they come to us it is it is quite difficult when we're suddenly saying oh you really need to be focusing on you know getting your protein in um the reference nutrient intake we've mentioned this on a previous podcast actually so this is like what the government tell people if you look up on the website they say that's 0.8 grams per kilogram so per kilogram of body weight so say you weigh 50 kilograms they tell you to eat 0.8 times 50 basically but 
that is so low and all of the dietitians around the world completely agree you know the science shows that that is just not enough basically and I think I mentioned previously that the reason that the reference nutrient intake the RNI hasn't been changed for literally the last decade is purely down to money It's, it's really costly for the government to do that it takes a long time for it to be updated and we were given the example of, you know, for example, when we're providing aid to foreign countries, for example, um, if the RNI is changed to 1.2 to 1.6 grams, which is what is now recognised as a better range for general population people, um, that means then we would have to increase the amount of protein provided when we're, you know, providing aid to these countries. And what does that come with? Obviously, a huge cost. <laughs> so there's a lot of money behind all yeah. of the decisions made by the government. Yeah, so the, the recommended amount, um, it absolutely depends on the person, the sport, yeah. body composition, weight. There's so many factors that come into it. There is like a general rule that I stick to. I like to go more towards the higher end for the people who are already getting a good amount of protein in and then the lower end for the people who come to me on like 30 grams of protein yeah um i tend to go personally for myself i tend to go for 1.6 to 2 grams per kilogram and like today i just looked at my food diary actually and i'm actually around the 2.2 today um not unintentionally i just like protein so i've had a carb killer protein bar some zero percent greek yogurt um, I've got hex sausages with my lunch, good amount of chicken with my dinner, and it just added up to, I just worked it out, to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. But um, yeah, it, it varies. I With my clients, I go towards the higher end because they want to build muscle, uh, retain the muscle that they've got, depending on what phase they're on. I go to the 1.6 to 2 grams per kilogram of body weight. Um, for the people who don't really struggle to get it in, for the people who do, it is more like Jess said about the 1.2 grams but some people even struggle to get that in they do they really do and I, I do it exactly the same way as you like I always prefer the higher end for myself and for clients as well but like you said for some people even just getting to that 1.2 grams per kilogram is a big thing so you know with that would be the initial target and then you'd work on increasing you know higher over time but just to give you an an I an example so i just worked out so 1.6 grams so this is the higher end of the recommended amount just for optimal health so this is not you know this is still too low really if you want to be building up muscle and stuff like that as michelle said we'd be pushing higher than this but just for general optimal health the guidelines are now saying 1.2 to 1.6 grams per kilogram so if you are a 50 kilogram person that is 80 grams of protein if you're a 60 kilogram person, that's 96 grams of protein. And if you're a 70 kilogram person, that's 112 grams of protein. I actually never give my clients ever below 100 grams of... Yeah, I'm the same. So the, the clients who struggle, yeah, the clients who struggle, I set them at 100 minimum target. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's a good amount to have, but a lot of people still struggle to get that. They do. Yeah, they, they really do. Like I'll be checking um, diaries and it can take us weeks and sometimes months to, to really start building it up to find out what type of foods that they like in eating and how we can incorporate it into the diet a little bit more. 
um, because you know for us it just comes naturally but obviously for people who have never ever tracked their protein before this is going to be just such a big change to the way that they're eating and saying that it doesn't need to be a big change it's sometimes literally about increasing the volume of the foods that you're eating of which we've said so much like you know if you have chicken salad for for lunch and with potatoes for example like just reduce the potatoes and increase the chicken like it's it's not yeah some people struggle with that like i look at clients food diaries they go i don't know how to get more protein in i'm like right let's look at your dinner for example you had 70 grams of cooked chicken and 300 grams of potato if you reduce the potato to say even 200 grams and then your chicken's like 150 um that's an easy way of increasing your protein without having to add an extra meal i think that's what people think when, when we say to clients you need to have more protein they're looking at ways of adding stuff in like adding protein yeah. bars in adding yogurt in. well you just need to look at what you're already eating so for example like jess has um whey and oats so if you have oats for breakfast add some whey protein powder in. So that's an easy way of just adding some in to what you're already eating. Yeah, if you're having, um, like Jess said, a chicken salad with potatoes, reduce the potatoes and increase the chickens. It, it's just a simple way of increasing yeah. your protein without having to add extra meals and snacks in. Yeah, definitely. I think people, I, I always get asked the question, I need some more, low calorie high protein snack ideas and i'm like um aside from the ones you know i already say like you know the high protein yogurts or the the greek yogurt um <laughs> there's things like beef jerky um mm -hmm. whey protein isolate <laughs> there's not really that many you know there's not too many protein snacks that you can be having i mean there are obviously there's more than what i've just said there but it's just about what Michelle has just said. You don't need to be looking for new sources of food all of the time and, and adding around your main meals. It's not about that. It's look at your main meals first as priority. And that is exactly why I add protein powder to my breakfast, because if I don't have that, that gives me, I think, 25 grams of protein with the one that I use. So say that gives me 25 grams of protein to start my day with. If I don't have that at breakfast, then I am going to probably struggle to hit my target later on in the day. Um, I usually like to get around, well, at the moment I'm getting about 130 to 140 grams a day, which is um, slightly less than what I used to go with at the minute. But um, I'd struggle if I haven't started my day with that. That means I've got to get more out of lunch, dinner and the snacks that I have. So for me, it's just so easy. And that's why sometimes, depending on what my meals are for the day, I will also have another scoop later in the afternoon. Sometimes I mix it with like cashew butter, which is amazing. Make it into a paste, little drop of water or almond milk, mix it into 20 grams of cashew butter, pop it on a caramel rice cake. Amazing. <laughs> that's my new favorite. <laughs> I'm always looking at these weird little snacks, but they're all they're all uh, made of whey protein because I just yeah. really like it. <laughs> like a lot of people add it to their um, zero percent Greek yogurt as well. I used yeah. to, but I don't. I don't like weighing stuff anymore. I don't know why I've just gone a bit. I used to have it in my oats. I used to put it in my yogurt, but somehow I've just gone off it. Yeah, um, my protein do this clear isolate now, don't they? It's like you can put it in water 
So for people who don't like the milkshake texture, it's like it's just like drinking a squash. So if okay. anyone doesn't like drinking that, loads of my clients have have that. It's called clear whey isolate. So you literally put a scoop in water and it's like drinking a big flavoured bottle of water, basically, rather than the milkshake texture, which I think puts a lot of people off. So if you are one of those people, definitely give that um, a try. There's loads of flavours. You can order samples and stuff off the website to taste them. Apparently the peach tea, the orange and mango and the vegan strawberry ones are really nice. Oh, nice. So yeah, top tips there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're talking about protein. So just to summarise there, for general health, 1.2 to 1.6 grams we don't we'd probably always recommend at least the 1.6 grams um just for general health reasons if your goal is to build up muscle you know a lot of people want to tone up which as we've said before is basically lowering body fat levels and increasing muscle mass so if that is your goal and you're looking to like get a nice shape nice berm nice shapely arms and stuff whatever it might be then you do need to go towards the higher ends near to nearer the two grams per kilogram mark um so if you are trying to figure out how much you should be having work out some of these figures that we've just said based on your body weight and that'll give you you know a rough guide and as we said if you find that you're not getting anywhere near enough in just build up gradually aim for 100 grams to start with once you're comfortable with that try and boost it up to maybe 120 grams and, and just work work it up like that. Yeah, and, and just track your food. And like, if you didn't hit your protein today, like it's not the end of the world. So I get clients who message me going, but I've hit my calories, I haven't hit my protein. Should I add some protein in? Then I'll go over my calories. Now, if your goal is fat loss, calories are king. So if you haven't hit your protein goal today and you've hit your calories, just learn from today. Just look at your food diary and think, how can I make tomorrow better? Maybe look at what we suggested, look at your main meals and look at reducing your carb intake and increasing your protein intake. So if you haven't hit your protein, um, it's not the end of the world. I get so many clients messaging me stressing that they haven't hit their protein goal and they're looking at adding things in but going over their calories. Don't go over your calories. Just learn from um, your food diary today and how you can make tomorrow better. Yeah, definitely. And this is why I do always advise to people plan the day in advance rather than trying to, and I know sometimes that, that, you know, life gets in the way and stuff, but especially when you're starting out, just plan your meals for the next day, the night before, so that you have got that chance to, you know, spend five, 10 minutes fiddling with the amounts that you're putting into your food diary. So like we said with the chicken and potatoes earlier, um, so you've got that chance so you're not then getting to the end of the day and saying, oh, I haven't hit my protein. Like do it in advance so that you are going to hit your protein. And by doing what Michelle has just said, like in that case, if you haven't hit your protein for that day, look at literally what you can do differently for tomorrow and then do it that night, plan it the next day. And you'll you'll gradually get the hang of it. It does become so much easier once you are into it and once you've been doing it for a while, it's so easy for us to hit our protein now and that will happen for you as well but obviously when you're not used to it it will take a while but stick with it and you'll get there yeah what i suggest to my clients is planning your protein first so if you are having um chicken and potatoes for lunch and to make it easy steak and rice for dinner 
maybe work out your protein first and so work out how much chicken you can have, how much steak you can have, if you need to add in whey into your oats or whatever, and then see what calories you've got left to see how much rice you can have and how much potatoes you can have. It's just an easier way of doing it. Yeah, definitely. That's a good one. Awesome. We've kind so, of done it in a different order now. <laughs> yeah, we have. So I guess we should cover why you should have all this protein. Like, why, what is the deal with protein? Yeah, so what's the benefits of protein? So if I just go through the benefits, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. So the benefits is healthy hair and skin. So actually helps with weight loss. So the thermal effect of food. I know we covered this in one of the podcast not so long ago so basically the thermal effect of food so protein it burns more calories in the body to digest so it's, that's why it's another important reason to have a high protein diet when you're on a fat loss journey because you actually burn more calories and another one is um it keeps you fuller for longer so society it um a- along with obviously fiber but protein keeps you fuller for longer uh, muscle retention and helps you build muscle so proteins as just already said is full of amino acids, amino acids is essential for building muscle. So it's necessary for immune function and obviously muscle recovery. So it helps with delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, I don't know if you want to add to that, Jess, and then we can go into, go into no, it. No, you've pretty much covered that. I mean, there's just so many benefits to, yeah. to not just about building muscle, you know, which is what so everybody only tends to associate protein with building muscle, but super important which is why there are these you know guidelines about what the general population should be having and how much because i mean for your immune system for just general growth and repair in your body you know your gut uses more protein than the muscles in your body for example so it's just so important for every aspect of just general functioning bodily functioning isn't it super important so that's why it's important to try and stick to the minimums and really have a look at your diet and how you can improve the the protein um so it's not just yeah like jess said if if you're not someone that wants to build muscle it doesn't mean that you don't have to have a look at your protein because it's super important but it's necessary for immune function so whether you're a bodybuilder or not you know you you need to keep your immune function working functional yeah and as you get older like it's better for you to have more protein it doesn't become less of a requirement it's so beneficial for the elderly to be taking protein and in fact you know i would recommend probably it's a good idea for elderly people to have protein powder i think i mentioned the other week that i sent my 85 year old nan a bag of protein powder <laughs> in the post because i was like you need to increase your protein intake she you know she asked me for some advice on a diet and just randomly do it she asked me for some advice and um i gave her it but she told me a rough idea of what she eats in a day and obviously she's not going to go tracking on my fitness plan or anything but she gave me a rough idea and i was like okay i'm seeing literally no protein in this diet it's hardly anything apart from a little bit of lunch or dinner so yeah, I sent it to her and she's experimenting with that and loving it. But, you know, like you just said, the sarcopenia, the age, it's an age-related disease where basically your muscle protein breaks down as a result of aging. So by increasing your protein intake, you can sort of avoid that happening. And 
you want your bones to be nice and strong you know you want to have a good muscle structure as you get older you don't want to risk you know osteoarthritis and all of that it's just so beneficial so please you know that and that's why we're always banging on about it and we why it's the first thing we look at when we start looking at food diaries because it is just so important for general health and we're not going on about it just for the sake of it it is really good and so if we can help you you know even if it takes weeks or months for you to build it up and find a way that works for you then it doesn't matter but at least we're working towards that and getting you being more mindful of it yeah if you're not tracking your food then just be mindful to make sure you are getting a really good source of lean protein with every meal so with breakfast with lunch with dinner and like within some of your snacks too like try and be really mindful of it and focus on having protein with every single meal and i'm sure you'll be near the target then yeah i mean it, it is hard if you're someone especially if you're not like a meat eater but um tracking just if you're not a tracker i would just say track your food and just have a little look you don't have to continue to track it but just put your food in for one day and just have a little look at how much you're yeah. having yeah if that's like a you know an average day for you then have a look and if you are finding that it's i would say below 100 grams that's when i would start to really try and improve it and if it's below 80 grams you definitely want to be trying to increase that a little bit yeah definitely so yeah i mean i covered earlier how you can get it from your diet um, as I mentioned, you know, meat, meat, chicken, fish, lamb, all, all meat, basically, all fish, dairy products, eggs, it's in cheese, it's even in things like nuts and things like that. And then the vegetarian and vegan plant based sources that I mentioned as well. Um, there's a lot of variety play around, you know, it's about what you enjoy eating. So you're going to have to think of the meals that you enjoy eating, like what do you typically eat? what are the protein sources that you're getting in and then how can you increase them and like we said it's just about tweaking the volumes of the food that you're eating rather than trying to find new unless you're getting like zero protein then you are going to need to introduce some new food into your diet <laughs> if anything i always eat too much there's no such thing as too much i know there's stigma that you can have too much for the kidneys and stuff but i just because i eat too much I just think with people who don't eat enough, like, I just don't get it. How? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I do eat so little. Like, I, can't even, I can't cut my time. I know. Well, that's, that's a really important thing, actually. There are so many myths about protein, which is why I think so many people are a bit nervous about it. But yeah. like you said there, like that myth about eating too much protein damages your kidneys. It doesn't there's a misconception there so yeah. those who've already got kidney disease may need to lower their protein intake because of you know it can have harmful effects on their kidneys if they've already got kidney disease it doesn't cause kidney disease or anything like that and some people with kidney disease may have absolutely no problem but they obviously have all of these tests done they're having regular checkups and their practitioners you know will tell them what whether they need to reduce protein or not based on their individual circumstances but for normal functioning kidneys and healthy people absolutely fine there's no need and the other myth that a lot of people say is about um 
most people probably won't be aware of this, but in the bodybuilding world where they always say you can only digest 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal, yeah. don't get any more in. Well, that's not true either. All protein is digested and, and absorbed. It doesn't magically disappear into thin air <laughs> if you would consume 60 grams of protein at a meal, for example. Um, but what it means is that it's not necessary. Ne all of that isn't necessary for muscle protein synthesis. So it just means that some of the protein that you take in is going to get used in other parts of the body then. Um, you know, it's going to be used as glucose or other energy sources. Some of your cells will take it in. So it's not going to waste. It's not just magically disappearing into thin air if you do get more than 30 grams of protein mm -hmm. at one meal. So if you hear anybody saying that, then tell them it's not true. All protein is digested and, and absorbed. <laughs> it is. Awesome. Okay. Go on. Have you got anything left? I think that's it, isn't it? Well, I just wanted to go just touch upon the different types of protein powder because we're asked about that quite a lot, aren't we? Ah, uh, yeah. So whey concentrate and whey um, isolate. Yeah. You, so basically there are a lot of different types of whey protein used in supplements. So when you go, like if you do go on a website to purchase, say you go on MyProtein, I'm, I'm not affiliated with MyProtein, by the way. I keep saying it. Just <laughs> loads of my clients use it. It's really cheap it's good quality and you know they've always got a sale on there's loads of stuff on there um so most of my clients get their protein products from there but you will notice all of these different types and you're probably going to be a little bit overwhelmed so i think if we just cover what they are the, the most common ones that you will see are whey protein isolate and whey protein concentrate and the difference is basically in the way that they're processed so whey protein concentrate goes through less of a process, more less processing than whey protein isolate. So whey protein concentrate, you get around 80% protein per, um, per weight, per 100 grams or whatever it is. Whereas isolate has about 90% protein, so slightly higher quality. And whey protein concentrate has more um, fats, carbs and lactose. So in the processing, those are sort of removed from whey protein isolate. So when you look at the back of the pack, you'll notice it's got like zero carb or 0.1 grams of carbs or whatever it might be. Very like no fat and no lactose. So they do say and you do find that people who are people who maybe are a bit sensitive to lactose products might be better opting for a whey protein isolate over a concentrate. But it doesn't really matter if my clients are suffering say they start taking a protein powder and it's whey protein concentrate and then they may start noticing like bloating and stuff i'll tell them let's switch over to an isolate and see what happens you know some people react a little bit differently but most people are absolutely fine with with all of them with both basically yeah i use whey concentrate just mainly because I don't use it that much and it's cheaper. <laughs> like the types of amino acids found in both forms are identical. It is basically the, the isolate, like Jess said, it's got less fats, less carbs and... Um, less lactose. Lactose. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I personally use concentrate. I use the 100% whey just because the 100% whey is... Um, it's got a higher portion of protein in it. It's usually about 25 grams per serving. Um, yeah, and it's slightly cheaper. 
I always use isolate, although I have got a concentrate, which did give me a really bad stomach, like for a good few days the other week, but I hadn't had it for a long time, like years. But I've been having one scoop most days in my oats of that at the moment, and I'm feeling okay. So I think it was just a bit of a shock to the system that I'd switched from isolate. Mm. But I haven't switched, it's just I wanted to try this flavour in the concentrate. But um, most of the time I have isolate just because I have got IBS. My stomach is a little bit sensitive and I do find that it digests for me personally a little bit better. Um, but the concentrates you'll find always taste a little bit nicer. They're a little bit thicker. The texture's nicer because they haven't had like that extra processing and have the bits taken out. And when we say concentrate has got more carbs, fat and fat in it. I mean, if you so look low. at the it's still super low. So it's you know you don't need to be thinking oh god that's high carb or that's high fat it's not it's it's super low and there are other forms of protein powder out there as well you'll see hydrolyzed whey so that's um you know being processed even more than whey protein isolate that's even more expensive again and then there's lots of other sources and obviously there's vegan sources you know you've got your soy proteins your beef proteins you've got your mm-hmm. casein there's there's so have many have you tried the pea protein which one no and i don't <laughs> want to <laughs> it's vile i used to work in um kingsway in newport i used to know rob that had the protein shop and every time oh, he had okay. something new in he'd always bring it over to me to try so i tried loads of different like um protein powders different flavors amino acids he used to bring them all over to me but he brought this protein powder over. It was pea protein. He bought it in a little cup for me. And I was a bit suspicious because there was guys, like, my stand wasn't far from the shop. And there was guys, like, poking their head through. And some of them were laughing. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to try this. He was like, just try it. And I can tell he was dying to laugh. And it was absolutely vile. It was oh, disgusting. I it was when... It was when they first started coming out. This was like in 2014. Obviously, they've changed a lot now. Yeah. They're probably a lot nicer tasting, but yeah, it was disgusting. Oh, God, no. I used to be sponsored by that shop, actually, <laughs> for, a, for a very short while, but I didn't like their protein, so I was, I'd left <laughs> because I couldn't yeah, drink it. I, it, was, it gave me a bad stomach, basically, so I couldn't drink it. So I was like, well, I can't really represent this brand <laughs> if I can't drink protein. <laughs> but they've been shut for a long time now. They don't exist anymore, do they? But no. yeah, basically, I would stick to either a whey protein concentrate or a whey protein isolate. Don't, compl- don't overcomplicate it. Either of those is absolutely fine. What I will say is steer clear of any ones that try and sell you anything else. You know, like if they if they say diet way and all of that, you really don't need to be looking at a diet way. There's no, no thing as a diet way. And what you'll what you tend to find is that in those they've added a load of extra stuff. So they might add like green tea extract, CLA, which none of it is going to work. It's not. It's meant to aid for fat loss. It's not going to. And the protein content is going to be lower. It's going to be lower content and lower in quality as well. So you're better off sticking with your whey protein concentrate or your whey protein isolate and selecting either of those. Don't fall for the diet whey trap because it's just marketing and they're trying to sell it and it costs them less, probably costs you a little bit more <laughs> and yeah, well. get many benefits out of it. So just avoid those. That's a top tip from me yeah so i always recommend my i use 100 percent whey from site nutrition 
Um, and I've always used it. I've tried all different various flavors and brands, and I really like 100% way from SciTech. They just because I'm quite fussy and I like chocolate flavors, and they do like Rocky Road and chocolate coconut, chocolate hazelnut, orange, yeah. mint. So many different chocolate flavors, but bulk powder is a good one. Um, bulk powder is quite cheap, same as my protein. They do offers on quite um, quite often. You don't have to buy an expensive. No. They do. Can't remember what the one is. Is, is called. Uh, it's not hundred percent whey. I think it's like pure whey. It's called from bulk powders, and it's quite cheap and it, t- it tastes okay. Um, I'm quite fussy. I do like the chocolate one. Um, I don't like any other flavors. Uh, yeah, I'm quite fussy. I tend to, st- I go through a couple of phases. Well, the one that I'm having at the moment is cinnamon donut and it's lush in my oats. Um, but I tend to stick to just a chocolate or a vanilla. I tend to have vanilla in the summertime because I like to mix it into smoothies with like fruit and that goes really nice. But yeah, impact way isolate or just impact way is what you're looking at if you go on my protein. And there's loads of other brands. The other brands I like are, um, which other protein brands do I like? Uh, Yummies, Yummy Sports. They're really expensive though, but they're like wacky flavors from Canada, but they're nice. Dimatize is a good brand, Optimum Nutrition, you know, the old school high quality brands. But my protein, bulk powders, all of those others, they're just as good. So stick with those. You can order some samples, give them a try. That's if you need to and if you want to. As we've said, you don't have to, <laughs> provided you yeah. out of the rest of your diet. So if you do start looking at your protein after this podcast and you know start being a bit more mindful of it and tracking it maybe, let us know how you get on because that'll be interesting for us to, to hear if it's something that you've never considered or never done before. Um, I'd like to know, you know if we've helped you increase your protein intake and learn a little bit more about it and if you did have a fear of taking protein powder before, if you've started taking that now, then that's great as well. If it's helping you reach your targets. Yeah. Awesome. Let us know. So if you've never tried before, so yeah, I'll be interested to know how much you're having, um, how low it is. Obviously we're giving you suggestions now on how you can increase it. So yeah, it'd be interesting for you to um, slide into our DMs and let us know if this um, podcast has helped you in any way. Yeah, please do. Okay, well, that's it for today. Hopefully you found that useful. I hope you have an amazing weekend and week. Oh, week, because this comes out on Monday. We record it on a Friday. So have a great week. Have a great week. (laughs) Have a good start to the week. Yeah, have a great start to the week. And we will catch up with you next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.